Yeah, his range is incredible. I mean, he like is, he can do it all. He's at his lowest level of sexy, though. <laughs> it's probably rock bottom sexy for him. Like of all oh, because he's, he's paid. painted in blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review the new Marvel superhero movie, Deadpool. A former Special Forces operative turned mercenary is subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopting the alter ego, Deadpool. And here is the Deadpool trailer. Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby. Kind of lonesome back here. Little help here. Excuse me. Woo! Dopinda. Pool. Dead. Why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinda. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Surprise. This is a different kind of superhero story. To tell it right, we gotta take you back before I squeeze this ass into spandex. Mr. Wilson, you've recently been diagnosed with terminal cancer. We can fight this. What if I told you we can cure you and give you abilities most men only dream of? I'd say that you sound like an infomercial, but not a good one, like Slap Chop, more Shake Weighty. If I never see you again, know that I love you. When I'm finished, your mutated cells will heal anything. But you still think we're making you a superhero? We're making you a super slave. Oh, come on. You're going to leave me all alone here with Jose Canseco? Whatever they did to me made me totally indestructible and completely now unfuckable. You, you look like the inside of other people's assholes. I didn't ask to be super, and I'm no hero. But when you find out your worst enemy is after your best girl, the time has come to be a fucking superhero. Right up Main Street. Hear the music. Thank you, Jacob. I am Brandon Rabard, joined by my Pulp Fiction hosts, as always, Rachel Jameson and Jacob Crisp. And uh, we're going to discuss Deadpool. This movie made $135 million opening weekend. This was a... This was a movie that uh, I think that box office analysts didn't quite know what to expect. I don't think critics or audiences knew what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. It was a movie being dumped in February, a big budget. Well, it really wasn't a big budget. It was interesting. Only $50 million budget, which is you know really low for a Marvel movie. Um, but nobody knew what to expect. And then it got really good reviews and made a ton of money. Do you so, feel like Marvel's really good at making movies about superheroes that nobody cares about and so-so about making superhero movies about well-known characters? <laughs> about people, Iron, about movies people do care Iron about. Iron Man yeah. it was huge. Nobody cared about Iron he Man. Was, he was a middle-tier character. Guardians before. of the Galaxy. Nobody knew who tier. Guardians of the Galaxy no. were, and they hit yeah. it out of the park with that. Ant-Man, Ant-Man to an extent. Yeah. yeah. Even and though that was Deadpool. one they had in production for the longest. That's but. true. That really is a good point. Maybe they feel like 
they got to take more care. Like, okay, this is a big risk. Nobody really knows about this. So we got to, or maybe they feel more freedom because of that, because nobody has any expectations. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, but you know, then again, well, yeah, the Hulk movies were kind of a, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, that said, I am curious to see where we all are at with Deadpool. Uh, it's hard, you know, when movies first come out, the IMDb scores are a little wacky because uh, of fanboys and stuff like that and initial hype. But right now it's number 42 on IMDb's top 250, which is, that's I, liked, <laughs> I like Deadpool a lot, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is, that's needs to go down. That said, good reviews, great box office, fans like it. What does Pulp Fiction think? Jacob. Uh, okay, I just walked out of this movie like less than an hour ago. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm still kind of sitting on it. Um, it was sure. Okay, so this is our first rated R Marvel movie. Did we bring that up already? Uh, no, I don't think yet. we did. Yeah. So, so there was a, a certain thing about Deadpool that was a, even more so reason why they didn't know how it was going to perform because it's yeah. the first rated R Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, Deadpool as a comic book character is known for being, fa- uh, you know, filthy mouth. Yeah. Um, annoying, uh, bloody, and we got all of that yeah, in this they movie. Did, they didn't I mean, hold back. I'd say they hit the nail on the head. For someone who's never read the comic books, it seems like they hit the nail on the head for what I've heard about Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, there are also some cameos in here from other comic book characters, specifically Colossus for me, uh, that were you know pretty cool. Um, I was pretty excited about this movie in general over the last year, knowing that it was going to come out. I was because of all those reasons, because it was rated R, because Ryan Reynolds was going to get to make a, a comeback for several reasons. One, because of a bad Green Lantern movie. One, because of how they treated Deadpool and uh, X-Men Origins, I believe, is when yeah. he made his yeah. first appearance and they sewed his mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, spoilers here, <laughs> yeah. uh, as always. Uh, so I was pretty jacked. And so, and then also Brandon texted me and said that it was awesome. So I won't say that raised my expectations even more, but it did a little bit even. Right. Ultimately, I think the movie was just good. Uh, I, because of the obnoxiousness, because of, I didn't care about the, of the, the blood and the guts, but because Ryan Reynolds, I'm just on the fence about this guy as an actor sometimes, uh, even when it's him being a comedic role, which I think is the only thing he can do. I'm not sure if it landed here. And I think a lot of that has to do with the randomness that happens throughout this movie. There's so much quirky, weird, random humor. There's a lot of jumping back and forth in timelines. And that can sometimes throw off, you know, throw you out of sync in a movie. And that, and that kind of did that for me here. I'm not saying I dislike the movie because I, I really enjoyed it. I want them to do another one because I think they're onto something. Especially with what they showed in the sales, you know, in, 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 what, it, in what it's grossed. Uh, it's proof that you can have a comic book movie that is bloody and, and that sort of thing. Um, and not just completely catered for kids. Now, granted, I do want kids to be able to see comic book movies, so I don't right. want all comic movies to be rated R. Yeah. But I, I think they're onto something, and I'm not saying they missed here. I'm just, there's a lot of simple things going on here, which kind of funnily, uh, funnily, in, in a funny <laughs> way, uh, the movie even told you about by breaking the fourth wall and saying, hey, we just didn't have a budget for some of this stuff. I mean, so it kind of allowed them to get away with some things or for things to look cheaper or, you know what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I love that. So in essence, in essence, I don't know. That, I'm just kind of 50-50. I didn't hate it at all. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's just, I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. So right. I'm fresh out the movie. Okay. 
I had no idea what your thoughts were. Rachel, uh, what were your overall impressions? I also agree that it, it was good, not great. <laughs> um, but I did like it, like Jacob. I think that it's a little bit overhyped, but I understand why people are like going crazy about it because it is different than any other Marvel movie that's been done. So I get the hype about it and it being a, a comic movie for adults, which I'm pro, not like Jacob. I still want to be for kids, but it was a fun take on it. And with the right characters, now they've proven that you can do that. Obviously, Deadpool is more of an adult character anyway. I don't know how they tie him in eventually to the X-Men and make that a family friendly movie. I don't know where they're going to what they're going to do with that. Do you yeah, do you know much about the character? No, I don't. Now, did you, Brandon? Yeah, I knew about him. Okay, yeah. I mean, isn't he a part of X Factor? Yeah, but but what she's saying is, how are they going to have a movie sure. that's a family friendly movie? And yet, okay, so everybody knows they created Deadpool this now. Deadpool. Yeah, and how so do you're going to be disappointed if we get a PG Deadpool right. and another X Men. Yeah, because it's been rumored for a while that they're going to do an X Factor movie, and X Factor is another version, obviously another version of X Men. There's right. also X Force. Yeah, X Factor had. Uh, it had Colossus in it. Right. I can't think. I don't have it in front of me. All the other characters, but that's why Colossus was in this movie. So I was really know. happy to see Colossus. Me too, because they've kind of not done much with this character in the other X Men movies, right. which has always one, been disappointing. Wasn't he one of the original X Men? No, he's been or around close. for a long, long time. Or close, but uh, but no, not like Wolverine or Jean right. Grey or right. Cyclops. Sorry, that's beside the point. Anyway, I did like it. I think part of the reason why I didn't love love it is because I saw it by myself and I just have a history of watching comedies by myself. I didn't laugh once. I mean, there was a lot of things where I was like, oh, that's clever. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's, you know, whatever. But I didn't laugh out loud at it. And my theater, was your theater full, Jacob? Or Yeah. Okay. Mine had maybe 15 other people in it. None of them were really laughing. So I feel like movie going experience can play into a lot of your rating i still gave this movie an eight so that's a really sour review for an eight I, it's a good movie it's not a great movie <laughs> well, see, I, don't, I, don't even, I, mean, I don't even think i give it an eight but see no one really there were some people kind of chuckling here and there but for a full theater it wasn't like really the comedy kind of missed really oh not my theater all. my theater loved it my theater was cracking it's interesting out. what I mean, theater was, did you go to jacob uh i went to the amc at penn square oh my theater loved it I, I and I loved it more than you guys did, and I, I, you know, I and I can't believe you sat through that whole movie and didn't laugh once. I thought it was hilarious. I don't and laugh it, and it at was, things when I watch them by myself. And it, it was, it, I mean, it pretty much you had to take it. I took it as a straight up comedy. I did I mean, too. It's, it's a comedy yeah. that happens a comedy to be a action. superhero yeah. uh, involved in it. I mean, it wasn't really a superhero movie as much as it was a comedy. I, agree. And I thought the comedy was hilarious. And unlike Jacob, I thought Ryan Reynolds was perfect for this because I don't really think he's a very good dramatic actor. Uh, but this is like exactly his will. Being a sarcastic jackass, I do I think that's perfect. Perfect. really pretty much all he can do really well. But he does that really, really well. I agree well. with that. I didn't have a problem with Ryan Reynolds. At uh, all. I loved, I loved all the irreverent, random humor too, and I loved breaking the fourth wall. I loved him talk like when they were taking him in and uh, they're talking about you know giving him a new outfit or whatever. It's like just make sure it's not green. Like, you know, the yeah. wink wing. Oh, there were Easter eggs all yeah. over this movie. When Colossus was dragging him, he said he's going to take him back to see Professor X. He's like, which one, Stuart or McAvoy? I mean, like, it was so... <laughs> it was so... That, that I, stuff I love. I thought that all, stuff all was the hilarious. All the to 80s movies, whether it was, uh, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in the, in the post-scene yeah. credit. Yeah, um, uh, the post-scene credit was awesome. The uh, Say Anything. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff like that. There yeah. were 
a lot of great Easter eggs throughout this movie. Uh, I even love the opening credits. I mean, it, it tells you what kind of movie it is yeah, like exactly the, right away. Yeah, the British bad guy. Yeah, like knew exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I appreciated guy. all that stuff. All the, the things CGI you're saying, character. I really yeah, loved. I just didn't. Some asshats. <laughs> <laughs> I gave the writers all the credit. Yeah, like, that was awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of cool. No, I I just thought it was hilarious. I don't know how you could. I mean, okay, I think it's a little overhyped, like, you know, being number 42 or whatever it is on IMDb. That's ridiculous. I just thought it was a really, really funny movie. Going in with, even after I saw the reviews, I still didn't quite know. I didn't have really high expectations, but I, I just thought it was so funny. I just thought it was really, really funny. And I it's kind of the perfect role for Ryan Reynolds. I, uh, I mean, the cast was fine. Uh, besides Ryan Reynolds, there wasn't really much. His buddy that worked at the bar, I forget his name. T.J. Miller? Yeah, he was yeah. really funny. He's I from Silicon it. Valley. Yeah, and he always plays that kind of character, but he was... Really funny. The girl is appropriately hot. She's a chick from Homeland. Marina Baccarin. That Homeland's the only thing I know her from. Yeah, me too. Um, I like her with long hair, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was in Spy as well, but like Homeland's mostly. And so she's yeah. really kind of coming out of nowhere because she was the bad guy, I believe, in Spy. That yeah, that's right. That right. I forgot. So to go from the mother of, you know, or the wife yeah. in Homeland to two. Two action movies. Of course, she didn't yeah. do a lot of action in this movie, but I'd say she's coming on yeah. pretty well. Now, as far as like, okay, it would be hard for me to rank this higher than, like I was going between an 8 and 8.5. There's the point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's more difficult because whereas you, when you watch a superhero movie like a Spider-Man or, and how, I'm trying to think. There was no heart in this movie. No, there wasn't. Um, it was replaced and, and with like, jackass like comedy, emotion, which you should have loved. Right, yeah. well, that's why I loved it. Like, just it was, it was a comedy to me, and I thought it was hilarious. But you know, I, I feel like there's kind of a ceiling to how much you can love a movie when you don't get emotionally invested in it, and you don't really have any sort of feeling that way. That was my biggest problem: is that I was never really emotionally involved. Now, I really like how Deadpool looks. I had, I, I do think Ryan Reynolds is perfect for this role. But for some reason, I could never get invested in it. And maybe it's because I went at 4 o'clock. I mean, who knows? Maybe it could have been the audience. Who knows? But for some reason, I just kind of was like going through the motion as I was watching this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that could be how anticlimactic the final scene seemed to me. You know, stuff like that. Okay, so. She's going to do a superhero landing. Wait for it. <laughs> Woo! Superhero landing. You know, it's really hard on your knees. Totally impractical. They all do it. You're a lovely lady, but I'm saving myself for Francis. That's why I brought him. I prefer not to hit a woman, so please play. I mean, that's why I brought her? Oh, no, finish your tweet. It's not, it's not, just give us a second. There you go, hashtag it. Oh, I so pity the dude who pressures her into prom sex. There was a small moment when he was kind of getting tortured or when he was following around his girlfriend that you that you felt for him, that you saw like kind of a personable side mm-hmm. to, you know, Deadpool. But then, boom, it goes right back to a big, you know, blow-up scene at the end of it where they're on, on top of some old tanker, and it's just the most random. This is the part where it's a small budget, 
and they're right. just probably doing what they can. But to me, it's when they fall back on, you know, same old things when it comes to movies, you know, a big blow up scene just to have some kind of crazy final action sequence when they probably can do something more creative. I don't know. I just thought that was really bland and they just, yeah, boring and anticlimactic. That's a better way to look at it, say it. I don't have a big issue with that final scene. I know what you're saying, though. You make a good point. And it is, and it probably did have to do with the budget. I didn't have so much a problem with that, even though, now that you mentioned it was, uh, it was really pretty, well, I guess boring or ordinary yeah. uh, for a big climactic scene. My bigger issue would probably be that the villain was kind of lame. Like, I mean, there wasn't really oh, anything I thought special. He was one of, I thought he was, I mean, I guess Deadpool was too, one of the more charismatic characters. In fact, all right, a week or so ago, we didn't say this on the podcast, but I was telling Brandon about a poster board I saw that was animated and it looked a lot like Nicholas Holt. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And we yeah, realized that, that it was this this actor. Um, and his name is uh, Ed Screen. Screen? S-K-R-E-I-N. So Ed Screen. All right. And I thought how much he – it was amazing how much he looked like Nicholas Holt. I yeah. thought for for a minute that Beast was going to be in the movie. It was kind yeah. of throwing me off. I finally realized where I, where I know this guy is. He He's a guy who played uh, Dario um, – Oh, he was like in three episodes in Game of Thrones. Dahario, um, oh. da, the, the the one that got um, the one that had the long hair and then got replaced by another oh, actor, the sexy guy. Oh, and I was so him. I was so mad he was gone, and they replaced him with somebody less sexy. Good right, call. and then he left Game of Thrones to go be in the new Transporter series, and now he's Bad kind of working his way up the uh, working his way up the ladder. I think he was okay in this movie. I thought he was really good and charismatic. For I didn't have a guy. problem with it. Like I think his I was really confused was... as to what his mutant uh, ability was outside of he could feel no pain. Yeah, then, I think that was just it. And I think that was it. But I guess that also meant he was a an amazing fighter against yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, which didn't really make much sense. That 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 and really Deadpool being well, such a badass fighter. And, and maybe they're going to cover it later. But what was his motivation to make this army of? Yeah, so right, yeah. They didn't really yeah. go into a They didn't go back at all. I thought that was that. a huge plot hole. When they recruited Deadpool to go get saved, or I guess uh, Wade Wilson to go, you know, get his cancer healed. And then all of a sudden it goes through this murky basement where they have, they're all evil all of a sudden and they're rough on him. I mean, where's the red flag as a human being going, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to back out of this procedure. And, you know, that was a huge plot hole to me. I think that there were a bunch of like. It just got kind of silly. Holes. In there. I think there's a lot of holes in the storyline. and Well, and I also didn't know if that was something in the comics that everybody would be like, oh, that's this. And they just didn't explain it to people yeah. who aren't familiar with it. Maybe it is. Or maybe they'll cover it later on because this is a huge syndicate of people or something. I don't know. See, it's but almost like I forgave all that stuff because I just looked at it, it as It was a, a lot of fun. Just because it was fun and a comedy. Like, I didn't take it as... Like, if it was another superhero movie, I'd probably nitpick it more. And it's, you know, understandably so... I was like, oh, I'm just having a fun time. And I felt, felt like that was the only intention of this right. movie was to be funny and fun and entertaining. So I kind of was more forgiving than I typically am of those yeah. oh, you, of those things. So more forgiving. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i usually pretty forgiving of anything that's fantasy sci-fi. Uh, I just feel like a lot of things fell flat for me and it could be because of acting. I don't know. Yeah. And really just kind of blame. I mean, really, there's only three action set, you know, action sets, which is the highway Inside the where he was tortured or where he was created, and in the end, in the end, and that yeah, was it. That's true. I'm not saying I need you know 15 of them like Avengers provides, but 
that could be due to kind of a lack in storyline or something seems rushed or the bouncing back and forth in time period, you know, because we do have an origin story that we have to tell. So you have to kind of work with that. But I did love other things about it. I love breaking the fourth wall. I love the oh, little yeah, that was great. The, uh, the, uh, Easter eggs that were throughout it. So the, there was some quick, fast humor that you got to be on top oh, of your yeah. game in order to kind of understand. There was a lot. And I don't have some of those exa- examples in front of me, but there were plenty of them. There was. That, and I really enjoyed that. I think they're really onto something with this character. I just still... I can definitely break some things apart about it, too. Yeah, th- I don't think it was by any means a great movie, <laughs> and I think it had a lot of issues, but... I just thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really a lot funny, of fun. And that's all I took it for. I didn't know how to take... I kept going back and forth on his relationship with the blind old lady he was <laughs> yeah. living with. That was so out of nowhere. I was like... Yeah, it was is, definitely out of nowhere. Is he being a huge jerk? Is she... Like, if she would have had the same kind of attitude, I would have been like, oh, they're just that way with each other. But she was kind of nice, and then she was kind of feisty, and then she was nice, and... I didn't really understand their relationship Yeah, at all. to me, that has to be something from the comic books that they're like, hey, we better make sure and throw this in there. Yeah. Right? Because people will be talking about it, you know. That was that was as random as it gets. And really, that lady was probably in five minutes of the movie. Right. Or that even that, char- or that character was. So that was a little too I mean, much. there was some really funny stuff, though, like when he says, <laughs> when he says um, there's like a million dollars worth of cocaine buried underneath and they, the right next to the of blindness. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> like was... they, I mean, like, it made for some great lines. Like, again, like, I could break down, like, okay, well, that doesn't really make any sense, and I don't understand the relationship, but really, it provided some great, like, lines, and, and like, it when he had that It provided a lot of masturbation and, jokes. Is yeah, it, it did. Like, I mean, it was, it, I felt like it was all just a means for more humor and comedy and, and one-liners, which I was cool with, like, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I completely agree. So much of that stuff is setting up a lot of Deadpool's character, which is the quirky, I don't know if quirky is the right word, but fast humor, be on your feet, dirty. I mean, yeah. that's all Deadpool. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that going on, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, another actress that we haven't really brought up yet is Gina Carano. Uh, I didn't realize that she was in this movie because she, uh, she was in uh, – Oh, she's the former MMA uh, oh, fighter. Yeah, yeah, she was in yeah, Haywire. Yeah, super, yeah. That's a super yeah. strong And then, of course, yeah. her deal was so random, too, because obviously she plays a like the sidekick to the bad guy, and she doesn't have much dialogue, but she's not a terrible actress. No, she wasn't. And then, of course, Colossus beats her up in the end, but then where'd she go? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they they never right. really. They just that's He, he kind of dragged her over his shoulder. You know, whenever they blew all this stuff up, and I'm assuming just later down the road somewhere for her to, while she was passed out, but they never really got back to all that stuff. There's just a lot of things that are, it happened so fast, uh, they left a lot of things on the table. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically, I think I've, I've talked about all the actors I can talk about. Yeah. I like the movie, though. I'm excited to see what they can do next. I don't think it deserves an 8.7. It certainly no. doesn't deserve a top 250 no, that's, on IMDb, that's and that'll, that'll go away eventually. It'll go away. As it should, but it is kind of perfect for the the teenage boy crowd that like it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a movie made for teenage boys. Yeah, like seventeen year old boys <laughs> and me are gonna love this movie. I mean, it's. <laughs> I so, thought I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it's great for a February release. Yeah, definitely. So. This was yeah. like our Kingsman of last year. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's true. Um, all right, well, there it is. That's that's Deadpool uh, by Pulp Fiction. 
Uh, be sure to let us know what you think of Deadpool in our comment section. And uh, what have we been watching this week? It's a segment we do here every week. And Jacob, you're up first. What have you been watching? I've only week? just been watching The Wire. We talked about nice. it uh, off, <laughs> offline last week. But it's a good opportunity to talk about a show that... You know what? A lot of people probably heard it in passing and they're like, oh, I don't really feel like watching it. Or maybe they watched the first couple episodes and were like, ah, too slow. I mean, all three of us have seen The Wire. Uh, this is my second time to really watch it all the way through. In fact, I've only watched – I've watched season one like three or four times and probably season two halfway through, about mm -hmm. two, whatever. But I've never seen the third or fourth or fifth season more than once. So it's been really fun to kind of go back and rewatch all that stuff. Now there that you know who everybody is. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of things I forgot happened. And uh, gosh, when you go through like the Emmy nominations for this show, there are only ever two nominations. That's know, it. Which is insane. And it's nuts because there are so many actors that need to be recognized, writing that needs to be recognized. Yeah. Actually, those two Emmy noms were for writing. Uh, there are, I don't know. It's crazy how the show was overlooked. I understand because of The Sopranos, but it really is insane. This show is so good for anyone who has considered it. Uh, go watch it. It's on if you have HBO now or go doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. it, it's always there to stream. It's it's so worth it. And if you if you stopped after like maybe five six episodes in the first season, pick it back up because we've always said it takes about eight episodes to really set up that story. And I think from there, it takes off. You're invested in the characters. It's just, in my opinion, and we did this, well, it's, it's the best TV show of all time, in my opinion. And uh, it's just, I've really enjoyed watching it again. It's a top five show for me all time. But I mean, it, if you just Google best TV shows ever, you're always going to see Sopranos Wire, Breaking Bad. Like, those are always the ones that come up. Like, yeah. Critics List and all those things. Uh, I just so remembered it's my number two when we did our list. But whatever. What was your number one? <laughs> um, it's Game of Thrones. But you, oh, could, yeah, you could easily yeah. flip-flop. Yeah, that's right. And that's only because of the fifth season of The Wire. It's just not as good as the first four. Yeah, that's true. But it's still good. Because yeah. I was comparing the fifth season of Game of Thrones to the fifth season of The Wire. And fifth Game season of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is amazing. Yeah. So, but either way, I mean, just good. Other than that, I haven't watched anything else. I did want to bring up uh, a couple of the trailers that I saw. I thought you were on a trailer. Well... I am. I thought you gave it up a, for I, I did, but I did watch the X Men Apocalypse trailer at the movie theater because oh, okay, I have yeah. seen this trailer and you know whatever. I'm, are y'all excited about this one in particular because of uh, your boys in it, Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac. I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, I mean, specifically, I haven't seen the trailer, but yes, I am excited. Because <laughs> yeah. Of Oscar when Isaac. he, I'll tell you, that guy's got great voice control. Yeah. And when he even talks as a villain. It kind of gets you excited. Yeah, his range is <laughs> incredible. I mean, he, like, is, he can do it all. He's at his lowest level of sexy, though. <laughs> it's probably rock bottom sexy for him. Like of all oh, the roles he's that he's played. painted in blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well. He doesn't really look anything like Oscar Isaac. <laughs> That's the only trailer I want to talk about. That's it for me. <laughs> uh, Rachel, what have you been watching this week? I saw Zoolander 2 because I attempted to go see Deadpool on Friday night, but it was sold out for like the next two hours, so I didn't want to wait around, so I saw Zoolander 2. And I I don't think it probably deserves all the hate that it's getting, but it's definitely not a good movie. Um, the, the consensus that I saw is basically that it was a rehash of the first one, and I didn't think it was necessarily a rehash of the first one. The characters are the same. 
they're dumb. It's dumb comedy, but it's not the same movie. Like Hangover Two was the same movie as Hangover One. It wasn't that. It wasn't the same like that. Um, there's a lot of cameos in there. Um, just a ton of ridiculous cameos in there. That sounds a lot um, like uh, uh, Anchorman Two had so many yeah, cameos in it. I think I think comparing Anchorman Two and Anchorman One is about the same. It's not. Zoolander 2 is not a good movie, but it's not the worst movie ever. Um, I, I, gave, uh, I saw that's getting a 22% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and, and about 35 35% from the audience, which that's I That's not see. good. <laughs> no, no. I don't, th- I don't think it was that bad, but it wasn't good. So don't go in thinking that it's going to be a good movie. Oh, by it's really disappointing because but, I was pretty excited about it. Uh, I was really, really excited. Hold on, excited though. For both of you, Penelope Cruz is like... Almost near naked for like half the movie, so you'll love it. That's awesome. She's, okay. she's that's, a top five. Yeah, I mean that's the selling point there. Um, the opening, I I didn't really laugh at anything. The opening scene was kind of funny. Um, Sting is in there, which made me happy. Oh, just, is he? <laughs> just, that's awesome. Because I mean, he, that may he's be a spoiler, in the first one. You'll figure it out in like the first thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's kind of what you would expect, but I don't think it's. 22 is probably deserved. It's amazing when they decide to, you know, bring back some of these movies or do a sequel or whatever for a movie that came out 15 years ago. And Dumber Dumber 2 is another example of that. Right. And in 15 years, they can't come up with something better than this. Right. right. Like, that makes no sense to me. And it's not like, I'm mean, like, look at these TV shows who week after week after week put together good, solid, funny episodes. All right, you've done one Zoolander movie. You have great characters. <laughs> They're out of ideas. And you can't put together another hour and a half worth of funniness? Like, it's weird to me. Evidently Dumb and Dumber, not. Anchorman, all three of these were 90s classics or early 2000s classics that I loved all of them. And they're all disappointing. It it's made, really frustrating. It made $15.6 million opening weekend. Which is really disappointing. That's, uh, and that, Deadpool made 135 million. I mean, I know that they bring back these movies, do sequels, do rehashes because of money. But yeah. that right there, I'm I, mean, guessing, I, don't, I don't have Dumb and Dumber Two or Anchorman Two in front of me. But that right there, I'm guessing know. if it wouldn't have released with Deadpool, it would have done better. Probably that's true. That's just unfortunate timing on their behalf. Cause it was. I was still like, I still wanted to see it. I probably wouldn't have seen it this weekend, though, had I not kind of been forced into yeah. seeing it. And I know the three of us were torn about which movie to review a couple of weeks ago, and then we yeah. saw how Before good reviews Deadpool came out, right? Was doing that's true. We, that's what pulled the trigger on it. And Misty and I couldn't decide. We were going to see one of them, and we decided to see Deadpool. But I wanted to see Zoolander, but Deadpool was there, and it also sucks for them that Deadpool have it's a superhero movie, but it's a comedy, so it's the same audience. Yeah. I mean, oh right, right. So, the, but I'm bummed just because I really like Zoolander. So. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson look really good for being 13 years older than they were in yeah. the first one. <laughs> yeah, uh, the wonder of Photoshop. <laughs> Will Ferrell, on the other hand, has definitely aged some since the first Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. but. That's funny. Um, the movie that... The only thing I really want to talk about um, is a documentary on Showtime called Michael Jackson's Journey from Motown to Off the Wall. I'm a big, big Michael Jackson fan, and I love music documentaries anyways. This was directed by Spike Lee, and um, I'm a huge MJ fan. This is cool, though. This looks at his career basically from Jackson 5 
to off the wall when it became a superstar. It's that it's that interesting in between uh, that nobody really ever talks about. Everybody always talks about That's him in the Jackson Five. Everybody <laughs> always talks about him from off the wall thriller and on. And then kind of that third what era happened where in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, where he's crazy. This covers basically how he went from like this little boy to becoming a superstar and how that all transitioned. Which it's a cool period of his life that's never really talked about. Because everybody true. really wants to talk about him as a little Jackson Five boy or superstar or weirdo. Even Moonwalker jumps right past it. Yeah, everybody <laughs> jumps past this. And of course, you know, it's Spike Lee, so you know, talented director behind it. And it's got it's crazy because it has all these interviews with people that are obviously influenced by Michael Jackson or looked up to Michael Jackson. But it's weird the people they have because they have like you know artists talking about from like archive footage like sammy davis jr and fred astaire talking about him back in the day to current uh day artists um but then they have random people like kobe bryant is brand new interviews with him talking about it i, I mean it's just it kind of covers the whole spectrum and uh i really really enjoyed it it's uh it's just kind of a cool look at a superstar um in an area that Time of his life that never gets talked about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're right. There's a little gap in there between that what what happened. Gotcha. Exactly. That's yeah, cool. and that's yeah, and they talk about and um, it's good though. It's it's a really really good um, and they're. I like to see that. You know, even you might, I think a lot of people might say that the last several years of Michael Jackson's life were not as good as fans would have wanted it to be. Right. But it doesn't matter. I still. You know, love that guy's music. Oh yeah, and um, that would be an interesting documentary to watch. I mean, HBO—they're so good about some of that stuff. And when we talk about Kurt Cobain, Montage of Heck, and now we've got this to watch. It's actually on Showtime. Oh, it is Showtime. It's Showtime. Turn but... it because I was going to go home and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my okay. I'll give you my Showtime password. <laughs> cool. Uh, so you can watch it. But yeah, it's definitely you should uh, watch it. It's another thing that that's watch. just came out on HBO that I just found out about. I didn't realize vinyl came out. I'm really excited to watch that. Speaking of music, yeah. So you know, yeah. maybe look forward to hearing and that a lot in a of week talent so. behind that too. Definitely. Yeah, Scorsese, Scorsese, mm-hmm. and Mick Jagger. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That is Pulp Fiction, what we've been watching this week. Be sure to listen to our other podcasts, our top five podcasts, because this week, in celebration of 2015 and the award season, we are going to cover our top five movie scenes of the year. Um, also, for next week, I believe we're going to be doing our kind of Oscar nominations uh, podcast where we, we're probably going to figure out a game or something, just basically take bets on who's going to win, who's going to lose, yeah. dark horses, things like that. It's going to be a little bit different than what we normally yeah. do. Uh, and ah, my goodness, it sure is taking a long time for the Oscars to get here. I know. It, it it's, seems it, like we've been waiting It's forever. like uh, football, uh, NCAA uh, football championships happening in the middle of January. 